0: time for idle talk from king's auto repair in west Reading. got a question about your vehicle give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459 so let's get started with idle talk from king's auto repair here's tom and ashley
1: well, hello, good evening, and welcome to Idle Talk. I am Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here live on 830 AM WEEU, and we are from King's Auto Repair in beautiful, scenic West Reading. We are... Uh, Taking your calls, we're talking about cars. So give us a call, 610-374-8800, 888 We can talk about anything you'd like, just as long as it has to do with cars. And we are also live on Facebook. And it looks as though Tommy, like Tommy is adjusting the volume. So if yes. you're watching us on Facebook... And I think I
2: figured out why the low volume on Facebook. Why? Uh, the, the, the rig, the little thingy turned. Oh, okay. I didn't know.
1: So we are it's ever exciting live on Facebook. So navigate out to uh, Facebook, search for King's Auto Repair, like and follow, and you will get. Uh, the notification when we go live mm-hmm. and you can see our beautiful faces for radio. Oh, no. Now, <laughs> now if you don't want to call in, but you do have a question about um, the car related question, you can always ask us on the um, comment section mm-hmm. pops up while as we're watching here and talking. And uh, you can ask us a question. We'll try to address that.
2: Or if we have a question, you can answer it. That,
1: <laughs> that does happen also. It
2: happened last week.
1: So and I we got the, okay good know, audio on remember. Facebook. All right, good. So we got the thumbs up for from from our buddy Ron. All right, cool. So what are we got to talk about today. Well, you Thomas put all
2: kinds of stuff together here that was actually pretty interesting.
1: Oh, oh. Yeah. I get a gold star for doing something exactly. interesting. Oh, you know, the first thing I found was the the um Mr. Goodyear. Mr. Goodyear was the gentleman to do uh, to do vulcanization.
2: Oh, the vulcanization of rubber, yeah. which you talked about a little bit last week, yeah. and you said you were going to research.
1: That's right, and I did, and I found, and it was uh, uh, Mr. Goodyear. He was a, as, and I found this on PBS.org. Um, so he was a dogged experimenter with no knowledge of chemistry, spent years in debt before inventing vulcanized rubber, a key industrial substance. So he was just pretty much an interesting dude who figured out a lot of stuff. And um he uh, figured out vulcanization and released it to in 1844 and released it to manufacturers. And it was showcased at exhibitions and vulcanized rubber is, was pretty much everywhere to manufacture shoes, waterproof clothing, life jackets, balls, hats, umbrellas, rafts, pretty much everything that you would need for that would be rubberized and waterproof for lack of a better term. And, um, and he fought to protect his process from competitors, endured patent battles, and died in 1860 on the eve of the Civil War. Oh. So his son went on to sell the Goodyear name in 1865, where the patent expired. And um, Akron Tire Manufactured named his, his own company Goodyear Tire and Rubber in honor of the inventor. So he was an interesting guy, um, and you're basically... Um, uh, uh, just an inventor that happened to stumble upon um this hardening process, and it's almost like a hardening process thats used for metallurgy where you um if you um quench a piece of metal that's hot it'll uh make it stronger it'll essentially okay. harden it mm-hmm. so it's the same concept um of uh making making um making the making
2: the... the rubber stiffer instead of a gooey mess
1: right because when it was when it's a natural rubber it's white and mm-hmm. it'll wear out faster. And it's funny because there are some bicycle tires and that you'll see that are white mm-hmm. and those are the all natural rubber and they're really, really soft. So it'll, they'll wear out really quickly or they will, um, puncture relatively easy because they're a very soft, uh, compo- uh, um,
2: see, I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: So, uh, it, I just, I think that kind of stuff is really neat. And, you know, we look at technology, technological advances now, and that was hugely technologically advanced because it was taking, you know, it was taking something that was a raw material and industrializing it, essentially.
2: Yeah. And while you think about all the things that you listed there that were made with the vulcanized rubber, Mm -hmm. Uh, before that they would have used... they would have probably used leather with like beeswax and right. you know all kinds of all kinds of stuff to try to to uh, waterproof it. And then when they found out, hey, I can do this rubber, it's a lot cheaper and easier. You know that that's pre- actually pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, so um, so and when it, before it was vulcanized, also summertime heat would. Destroy the rubber too. So mm. it was not just wear and tear, but it was actual kind of, just hot of summertime.
2: Kind of like your rubber bands.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they exactly. Get mushy,
2: they get mushy. And uh, and even, I mean, the vulcanized rubber in a tire actually lasts a pretty long time. Yeah. But even when it, they get to a certain age too and they start to crack from the heat and the sun and everything else.
1: General wear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just as anything, it doesn't last forever. And, and, to be completely honest, it's not supposed to, you know, the, yeah. like there, it just can't, it's just part hmm. of the planned obsolescence. It's not even planned obsolescence, it's just obsolescence that happens through age.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And rubber gets harder over time and the sun cracks it and beats on it. And, mm-hmm. and eventually if you've ever driven on tires that were old and dry rotted and hard, you'll notice, yeah. Sometimes you'll go to pull pull out from a stop sign or something and the car will just spin the tires and yeah, it won't and move. Yeah, you're like
1: you're like what's going on? I'm not trying to like not set the yeah. world on fire here, but yeah, it's, it's just, just because you're trying to
2: pull out and yeah. the tires just spin. So, so yeah.
1: I just thought those interesting I figured I'd follow up on what the we were talking about vulcanization. Vulcanization. Yeah. So oh, that's cool. Good stuff. Well,
2: I saw too you had something here that has a little bit to do with tires that uh Michelin is playing around with doing an airless tire.
1: Yeah, and I um okay, so these <laughs> it's are kind
2: really... of a strange thing and yeah. I've seen some other iterations of of this tire out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not solid, like uh, if you've ever seen a forklift tire, they are (laughs) just a solid block of round rubber. Right. That's all they are. And they're obviously hard. Yep. They're really hard because you're going to put a lot of weight on them, Mm -hmm. and you want it to cushion a little bit, but not too much. Right. And uh, if it pushes down too much, the forklift won't be able to move.
1: Right. So there's a little bit of a safety issue going Mm -hmm. on there with the forklift, but... These these tires, and, and I was very surprised to see them. So what they look like, if you were to look at them from the, um, from the tread side, they look like a regular treaded tire. But if you look at them as the side profile, was that a better... What's the best yeah. way to describe that? If you're uh, looking at it like... From,
2: a, the tire from the side, like you would see it on a car. On a car, yeah. As you walk up to the side of the car.
1: Right. The There are... <laughs> I'll use the better, the word fins that are inside, I can't, I can't even describe, they're inside the tire and they run the, the width of the tire and there's many, there's probably a couple hundred of them Mm -hmm. and they're, they're flexible.
2: Kind of like a giant fan blade, but instead of the blades being flat, they're turned sideways to go along with the tread. Yeah. So you're kind of look, so you can look like straight through the tire between these fins.
1: Exactly, so there's no, um, there's no held air. You know, there's no like captured air.
2: Yeah, you're not out there with an air chuck putting air in it to inflate it.
1: Right. So the way Michelin say, okay, so back in the day, Michelin made a tire called, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. They put it on. They put it on the Honda. Odysseys, and oh, then they also put it on like the Bentley or. Come I'll um, come up with it. Uh, yeah,
2: they're, they're really, they're, uh, they're super expensive.
1: But they were a super expensive, essentially run flat tire. Mm-hmm. And the tire was, um, it was a regular tire on the outside, but on the inside, there was a whole nother, almost a, um, rubber, like a hard rubber tire mm-hmm. that allowed, that didn't necessarily allow the, outside tire to completely deflate and um, which the
2: military uses these those types of tires
1: right and uh, they wanted to try to introduce those to the consumer uh, field and it became because in order to take them off the rim and put them on they needed really special um, uh, special equipment and the tires were expensive so I think this is kind of an an evolved iteration of those original run flat tires, and um, because it essentially looks like in those the the run flat tires that I was referring to that mm-hmm. were put on the put on the the super high end vehicles, essentially looked like what this tire is on the inside as like the the run flat portion of the tire. I, I don't know yeah. if I'm kind of going down a rabbit it's hole It's kind here. of like
2: a ty- a solid tire inside of a tire that has air. Yeah, yeah. And so this, this new tire design, what they're hoping to do is basically have a tire that does not go flat. And you can actually take and instead of mounting and dismounting <coughs> it, you're just going to slide new tread onto it kind of thing. Yeah, it looks or they'll do like they do with uh truck tires, and put a cap on them like a new uh, tread. Yeah, like a new tread.
1: And and I, I mean, I think this has to evolve a little bit because they look really different from the side. So you know, it's just as any newer technology, we kind of have to get used to seeing it. You know, and I, I yeah, I think in in concept, it's interesting. Um But I wonder in practicum... Yeah, how well w- it's going to work. Right. Because
2: a lot of these manufacturers don't know if how well the stuff's going to work until they put it on a car.
1: Exactly.
2: They'll run it through all their tests and they'll say, hey, this is going to work. And then they put it out to the general public and the general public goes, I can uh, break this.
1: Right. <laughs> I can definitely... Break this. I can break
2: this, and they're going to go out and they're going to break it. Yeah, and that's that's kind
1: of—I mean—that's kind of the point to to something like that. Mm -hmm. Is like, I mean, and the so a tire manufacturer can put it out and they can say, you know, like we'll give you extra warranty on this, or you know, because it's still kind of in like the beta stage, if Mm -hmm. you will. Um,
2: Still in the testing. Still in the testing. Don't know if it's going to work. Right. And, uh, kind of one of those things you're going to have to put it on a car and, and see if it works.
1: Right. And, and I like that. I like that concept and that, that, that practice. Um, but people, there are, so there's different kind of groups of people out there. Mm -hmm. There's the innovators who are people who are like, I want to have anything first. So it's like, you know, they want to try the new technology and they want to try the, the latest, um, you know, phone and downloads and mm-hmm. and home electronics and then there's a, a second group of people who are like the followers of the innovator so they're like i kind of like that idea but i'll let someone else try it first mm-hmm. and then there's two more sets of people and i can't remember i was reading about this someplace else but the innovators are the ones who will say i want to embrace this technology
2: yeah and i'll give it a try first and
1: i'll try it first and i know that it may not work but i'm prepared because i my personality is an innovator type of personality Mm -hmm. and i could take those lumps i mean it's really the first the people that bought the first tesla you know that Mm -hmm. that like that's the innovators so um but I like the concept. I want to see how it evolves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the concept of not having to put air in the tire and getting a hole in the tire and then having to pull off the side of the road and having to change the tire. I mean, that, mm-hmm. it, 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 this definitely creates a safety aspect yes. of
2: tires. And, and there's a little bit more, too, with some tire technology that they're testing out right now. Um which will uh, is one of the questions that uh, we have George on hold. Yeah. And we'll come back to him after the break here. But it has to do with a little bit about what George is going to ask.
1: Okay. So let's take a break. Give us a call, 610-374-8800, 888 401 And we'll be right back.
0: And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair.
1: And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here on 8:30 a.m. W E U. And we are. Uh, uh, I just tongue tied. That's I what we are. We're tongue tied. Just hard.
2: We're tongue tied.
1: Uh, okay, we're here at 8:30 a.m. W E U. We are Idle Talk, and we uh-huh. are from King's Auto Repair, uh-huh. and we are going to talk to George. Uh-huh. Hi, George.
2: Good
3: evening. How's it going? All I got the uh, the air conditioner gizmo fixed.
1: Fantastic, Woo-hoo. especially the last couple of days. Thank you with the humidity.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, just as a matter of fact, on that regard, exactly, yeah. Um, you know, we had some bad storms this morning. Yeah. Uh, I went down to uh, Nottingham and Oxford from uh, Lancaster Township. Uh, oh. Had um, had the, 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 the windshield was, was fogging up, so I had to turn the AC on, mm-hmm. uh, actuate it, and then put it on heat, and, uh, you know, hu- lower full bore.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. It worked
3: out pretty good. Yeah. Which leads me to uh, a couple points here. Uh, number one, uh, as you had mentioned, uh, uh, needing air in your tire and, and uh, changing the tire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always keep a, um, one of those 12-volt uh, air pumps in my car yeah. with me uh, just in case. You know, it just needs – so I got a nail on the tread, and I'm down a, a, few, ga- a few gallons, a few pounds of air. <laughs> I'll fill it up and, uh, you know, go on from there until I get it fixed uh, later on that day. Um, Also, as far as the uh, uh, spare tire, I always, for years, have had a full-size tire. Go to the junkyard, get a spare rim, and put on a used tire and and do it that way. I'd swear by it.
1: Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with that, and I'll tell you a funny story, George. Um, When Tom and I first started dating... About six months into our our relationship and uh, one of my friends was getting married and I said, do you want to go on a road trip? It's up in New England. And he said, yeah, sure. So we packed up the car and I looked in the trunk and he had a full size spare in there. I was like... Why do you have a full size spare? He's like, you never know. We're going on a road trip. But they need a full size. I'm like, okay, belt and suspenders. That's fine. So that's that's right. I learned about how Tommy functions. I was a boy boy scout. Always be prepared. Always prepared. So yeah,
3: yeah, that's that's the right thing. Yes. And and if if the the full size spare goes bad, Tommy you still got the donut just in case.
1: That's right. right. Exactly. But you always want to make sure there's air in the donut, too, because uh-huh. that's the that's the yeah. worst thing. We go to put the donut on and there's no air in it. Ugh. <laughs> to, to,
3: and, and just remember how the spare tires are filled with air in the old VWs.
1: <laughs> I can't remember what it is. What is it?
2: Well, when your washers you... stop working.
1: Oh, right, 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 because they use the <laughs> pressure from the washers. The pressure yeah, from the yeah, air to make the washers the go. From the spare
2: tire. Hey,
1: it reminds you. I mean, what do you want? You know. Yeah. It we always
3: have to fill up all four, t- all five tires and the uh, the air, uh, the uh, windshield washer fluid reservoir that was mm-hmm. in the
1: front anyway, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right by the engine. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's uh, right.
3: I, um, speaking of uh, today's weather and uh-huh. and the, and the mm-hmm. rain and such. Uh, got me you' got talking about tires mm-hmm. and uh, i couldn't help but think of hydroplaning which i did not do today because i would slow down when i could see the uh, uh, a mass of water yeah uh, you know stopped on standing water or flowing water on the on the 272
1: yeah because
3: mm-hmm. um, i did not want to slide off the road or lo- otherwise lose control and yeah. i presume that's what hydroplaning is so, uh, If you could explain hydroplaning, how could we prevent it, and what are some of the obvious deficits of it?
2: Well, definitely slowing down, because what hydroplaning is is it's actually a buildup of water between the tire and the road. And okay. the tire just cannot get the water out from under it fast enough, so it actually rides up on top of the water instead of funneling it out.
1: See the thing. The other thing that we don't realize or we don't think of a whole lot about hydroplaning is you don't need a whole lot of water to hydroplane, mm-hmm. and you can hit. And I know this has happened to this happens to me, it happens to plenty of people. If you hit water with one tire, not both of them, just one of the front, the wheel wants to jerk to the one side, you know, because to the right. side that you're hitting the tire, hitting the water on, so you're not necessarily going to hydroplane in a situation like that. You may lose control of the vehicle because it's pulling off to the side of the road, but a hydroplaning you don't, you only need,
2: it doesn't have to, doesn't have to
1: be much at all. So it's a little bit deceptive. If you see standing water, yes, you should slow down and try to go around it, but it's not necessarily a large body of water. That's going to make you hydroplane. So, any kind of water that's running across the road or that's like um, you know it just can be a it can be less than an inch of water that you can hydroplane on so just it's just always being cautious
3: and that's exactly what I had done this morning for fear of being washed out
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: you know losing control of the car yeah uh, yeah some parts of uh, 272 now listen I never go over the speed limit but you can go. Let's say hypothetically the uh, the posted uh, limit is 45. You can go 50, and not, nobody will bother you.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Or 52. And uh, when you, you know, it's in this weather, you have to be extra cautious. Yeah. Cautious, uh-huh. and and make sure that you go exactly the speed limit or close to it, um, so that you don't suddenly come across something you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're head over heels, so to speak.
1: So to speak, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. It's not the wrong way to be head over heels. No. <laughs> no. over <laughs> <But I> <laughs> way in the wrong way, be.
1: yes. <laughs>
3: yeah. Okay, guys. Well, thank but, you very much for your time.
1: Yeah. You bet, George. Thank you. Have a good night. Yep, have yeah. a
3: good evening. I'm going back to meatloaf and mashed potatoes.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good.
4: See you. Yeah, all right. Bye. See you. Bye.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hydroplaning so, is no joke. I mean.
2: Yeah. Uh, definitely want to slow down. Don't want to drive so fast on over that standing water, but having tr- tires with good tread depth on them uh, definitely means a lot. Yeah. Um, and by good tread depth, I don't mean that tires that just passed inspection either, because that
1: we mean just pass inspection. Yeah. Like, I mean like passing, they they like, uh,
2: When Elon said about Lincoln's head the other day that you should be able to see his head, yeah, Lincoln's head in the tread. Um, you should be getting ready to get rid of those tires. Yeah, especially are,
1: and especially coming into winter.
2: Yeah, you'll so, be going nowhere. I mean, I've I got a call from Ashley one time <laughs> about as she was driving my pickup truck in <laughs> the rain, and she calls me up and says, "You need to get new tires on this truck." And I said, "True story." What do you? what do you mean I need new tires in this truck? She goes, I'm all over the road. I practically hydroplaned and smashed it, and I'm like, how did you hydroplane? She goes, well, I hit this puddle of water with it, and it, it like, lost control. And I said, but the tires are, like, practically new on that truck. I said, you just need to slow down a little bit. And they were. They were they were had as much tread on them as like a regular car tire has on it. So I was like, yeah, you just need to slow down when it rains.
1: I thought you were going to tell the story about when we, I was in the Milan.
2: Oh no! And, uh, there's, and, there's there's lots of stories. I get phone calls about tire replacement. <laughs> uh,
1: if a tire is like four thirty seconds for me, I need new ones. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to go to the state to the minimum because the state minimum I will. Sp- Fly right off the road. Mm-hmm. So anything four thirty seconds or below, I'm getting new ones.
2: Yeah, and I just
1: don't feel. I'm not feeling like wrecking my car, or taking that chance.
2: Yeah, and I also when we get down to about four thirty seconds of an inch, um, I also replace mine too on my car. Now the state says you need at least <coughs> two thirty seconds of an inch to mm-hmm. pass inspection, but um, when... two
1: thirty seconds of an inch is not much.
2: No, I, I mean. mean it's like one-sixteenth of an inch.
1: One-sixteenth of one inch yeah. No.
2: Yeah. So when you do come across uh, standing water, the less tread depth you have on that tire, the less chance you actually have of the water actually funneling out from under that tire. So if, and it will end up building up and the, the tire will ride on top of it. So, let's, so now if you go slower, there's less of a chance of that happening, but most everybody's out there, you know, going full speed.
1: So let's put a little bit more context. One sixteenth or one. Okay. T- How many? Two thirty seconds. It's one sixteenth, one eighth of an inch, right?
2: Two thirty seconds is one sixteenth.
1: One sixteenth of an inch. So mm-hmm. if you're the water that you're trying to go through at a high rate of speed is deeper than the tread of the tire that's 1/16. remaining 1 16th of an inch there's a possibility that you could hydroplane because the tire can't channel that water away with the channels in the tire mm-hmm. and if you're going too fast you're going to right off the road because it can't do the thing that it has to do it can't do the thing that the tire thinks that it has to do so Tommy's looking something up. Yeah, I
2: was actually, uh, I know there's a chart somewhere here, and I was trying to look up the chart.
1: The stopping distance chart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, let's take a break. We are taking your call, 610-374-8800, 888-401-0459, and we'll be right back.
0: We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair.
1: And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here live on 830 AM W E E U. We are from King's Auto Repair, and we are Idle Talk, and we're talking about cars. And I don't know if Tommy has found the chart that he was looking for, but I think he did. Oh, I just did. Very good. I just did. Oscar helped us
2: out. All the the really good charts that I could find were all metric.
1: I can't do the metric, man. No. That's all right. I do meters when I swim. I know what meters are.
2: Yeah, it's a little over three feet. That's right. It's a little over a yard.
1: A little over 36 inches.
2: That's right. So anyway, we were talking about hydroplaning and stopping distance. And I found a nice chart on wet stopping distance with the assistance of the people watching on Facebook. Yep. Um, They said uh, a tire that originally starts out with like 10, 30 seconds of an inch. So, pretty, that's like normal. New, new tire. Yep. Normal tread depth on a new tire. Um, travel, you know, it's, this is wet stopping, and I was looking to see how many miles an hour they're driving. Because uh, uh, it doesn't say. I'm going to guess nice? it's probably 50 miles an hour. That's yeah. usually where they test these. So, uh, 162 feet of stopping distance. When you get down to four thirty seconds of an inch where Ashley and I generally replace our tires. Uh stopping distance on a wet road has increased to two hundred and five
1: feet. So it's an extra forty feet.
2: Extra yeah. Extra forty three feet.
1: Forty three feet. And so, when you
2: get down to the state minimum for passing inspection, which doesn't necessarily mean it's a good tire. It's yeah. two hundred and fifty feet. on a wet road
1: it's almost it's It's almost an extra
2: 100 feet
1: yeah almost an extra 100 feet for that so um you know and just keep that in mind when you know when you say like when at our shop when we say like hey your tires are five thirty seconds a lot of people don't necessarily understand what that means and i always say you're about halfway Mm -hmm. halfway half used tires um and when we say those kinds of things, we just—it's like a heads up. Hey, mm-hmm. tires don't don't stop wearing unless mm-hmm. you stop driving. You mm-hmm. know, so um, that's the—you may want to consider buying tires in the next six months. Yeah, depending on well, obviously how much you drive. Well, but-
2: when we do our our checks and we have that tool that just that we take the tread depth measurements Mm -hmm. with, Mm -hmm. and it gives you a green, yellow, red on it and kind of tells you, you know, when you get into the yellow zone, it's time to start considering replacing the tires.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I don't even like buying tires for myself because they're always, (laughs) they're expensive. I mean, there's no real way you're going to get around spending money on Mm -hmm. tires. And it's just how it is, and it's one of the obnoxious necessities of driving. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And it's kind of interesting too, because uh, we were looking for tires recently for some cars, um, and we're actually starting to have trouble getting tires. Stuff that was in stock, then mm-hmm. always in stock in the area, uh, we're having to wait like a day or two to get it. Yeah, it's not as um, plentiful. <clears throat> And I will say most of the very inic- the inexpensive like no name brand tires have are almost non-existent anymore. Yeah. yeah. They've kind of all dried up and disappeared, and you're being left with more of the name brand tires now. Mm-hmm. So mid to uh, upper. Yep. You're like mid to upper stuff. So this is just fallout from uh, things things going on. Um, around the world, you know, with limits and um, them limiting people moving different places and Mm -hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. So uh, we won't get into that, but there's also some other stuff that we've been seeing shortages on Mm -hmm. and that started too is uh, actually brake parts. Yeah. Uh, We had a car in the other day. Um, It was a Toyota Highlander. They are everywhere. Standard Toyota. Yep. Standard Toyota. Uh, we can't get rear brakes, pads, or rotors like in our regular our regular uh parts parts that we parts usually buy. Yeah, yeah. That we usually buy. Um, the only stuff that seems to be less is or left is the really high end stuff. Yeah. So it is still out there, but I mean if you need it, yeah. it's gonna be the exp like it's gonna the be more really expensive, expensive stuff. stuff.
1: And you know, there's nothing wrong with putting a little bit more expensive brakes on your car. I mean, it's the only thing that's stopping your car aside from, you know, a deer. Um or a good tire. A good or a good tire. Um so it's not necessarily the worst thing to put a little bit more expensive um, brakes on your car, but sometimes it's just not not it's not necessary if you can get a hold of the I'll use the term higher midline, you know, because there's different, you know, I don't know if people really understand this, but there's different levels of brakes and brake pads and rotors. Mm-hmm. There's the really inexpensive ones that generally just won't last very long because they're inexpensive for a reason. Mm-hmm. So and then there's the midline and higher of the the midline. And then there's the super high end mm-hmm. and the super high end is generally made for sports cars. Um, if you want to impress the ladies and put uh, you know, super, I'm just kidding. It's um, a, what
2: do I have to put fancy brakes on my car? I'm already in love you. with you, Thomas. So oh, you don't have okay. to do any of that okay. stuff.
1: It <laughs> was a long time ago. <laughs> I fell in love with you. Um, but you know, you don't really need the high end stuff. Oh, um, the funeral cars that we put high-end mm-hmm. brakes on, yes. um, emergency vehicles, uh, the, the, the reason vehicles we put-
2: Vehicles that require like heavy-duty stopping, um, like <clears throat> big trucks. Right. We put, heavy, we put really good brakes on mm-hmm. because, you know, they're, they're heavy trucks. Heavy you, trucks. They're, they're towing. Lots they're, of pressure. Yep. Lots of pressure. And, you know, you need them to stop like really well and usually stuff like that they're not concerned as much about brake dust right so if it does make more dust it's okay it's yeah. not like your regular everyday car where you get tired of cleaning the wheels because they're all full of dirt all the time right so but usually there there's all different types of brake pads out there but uh, we've always used the like upper mid-level stuff yeah and in, in our shop but we're noticing that stuff's starting to dry up, and I was actually in the auto parts store the other day to pick up some other stuff, and a guy came in looking for brakes for his Dodge Avenger, and the only thing they had there were the expensive ones.
1: Sometimes and, you just got to suck it up.
2: And the guy was like flabbergasted, flabbergasted, and the guy behind the counter's like, I'm I'm sorry, we we just don't have... This not is not available. What we, this is what we have. Yeah. So... It's just what we have.
1: Let's take our call. Let's talk to Sam. Hi, Sam.
4: Hey, how are you doing? Good. Good. Um, Has anybody ever done a study on uh, whether the tire wear on wet roads versus dry roads of how? (laughs) I guess my question is: Do tires that run on wet roads most of the time wear less
1: than on dry roads? That's a good question. That is. And
2: I I never thought about it. I
1: would have never thought about it. But in practicum, I would say that they would probably wear a little bit less because the water would provide a little bit of Of, lubrication, for lack of a better term.
2: Or would they actually slip?
1: Oh, and And, wear more.
2: And the slipping Hmm. action from the wet road would cause them to wear faster that's actually really interesting and hmm. i
1: never thought about that sam we'll have to we'll have to do that research and get back to you <laughs> excellent excellent question and i wonder if it would you know if you if you uh live and drive in um maybe even like a frosty condition like m- more of the time than than a warm condition like you know, if it, if you're in Alaska or if you're in Canada where it's cold, it gets super, super cold, um, you know, northern part of the country, um, we definitely have to look into that. That's a very good question. I have no idea.
4: Okay. Uh, my second question is, why doesn't the state uh, change the 2.30 seconds rule to 3.30 seconds or 4.30 seconds? Do you have any thoughts about that?
1: a good question um i don't know i'm
2: gonna say it's probably the way they've always done it Mm -hmm. and they don't like to change much of anything yeah but yeah a tire with 230 seconds really does not provide you with a whole lot of traction in any type of weather other than dry yeah so i i really don't know why they do it um Every once in a while, a lawmaker doesn't like something in the inspection laws, and that's when it changes. Yeah. So Usually
1: something will happen to him or someone mm -hmm. very close to him, him or her, and then they'll bring it up and, you know, try to change it. But, you know, I I even wonder if doing it at 3.30 seconds would make any difference. It would have to be, you know, more than that. And And, maybe that's just like, I, I don't know. And I...
2: I'm thinking what'll end up happening is somebody will be somebody's going to see that tire coming off and say, "Hey, there's still tread on that. That's still good."
1: Right. And that right. might be what it mm-hmm. is. Right. And cuz maybe, yeah. I mean, we we just just as a as a society, we just don't think about that kind of stuff. We just put the tires on our car and they last for 4 years or five years, or however long they last, and you just don't think about it until, like, oh, it's time for new tires. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Excellent questions, though. we have to do some sleuthing and get back to you about that for sure. Okay.
4: So, And also, if you drive your uh, car with bald tires only when it's dry outside, you would actually have more traction than somebody would tread. Is that right?
2: That would depend. <laughs> kind of how, how soft the tire is. <laughs> it are, depends right? on how soft the tire is.
4: Yeah, I mean that's why they use them in drag racing, right?
2: Yeah, that's different rubber though. That's a very soft rubber, and yeah. that's the uh, that's the difference.
1: So okay. the car
2: tires harder.
1: Yeah. So tires have different, like what they call wear rating, and the okay. smaller the number. The The faster they're going to wear, the softer they are. So if you look at a tire, like you go out on Tire Rack and you just search for tires, it'll give you the specs and the rating. And if you get a tire that it's going to be like a 70,000 mile tread warranty, that means it's going to be a higher tread wear number. So like maybe 650 or 720. And those are going to be really hard so when they be harder so when they become low tread they're not going to be soft like a drag tire or a racing like a roundy round racing tire that those the tread wears on those kind of tires are like 15 you know they're they're much much smaller they're only made to do like in formula 1 they're only made to do 35 laps on certain tires and drag tires are only made to do like 20 passes or something like that. So they're much, much different than, than a regular, um, I use a residential tire.
2: Yeah. And the technology in like a, a regular street tire, they actually use those sipes, like the, the cross cutting stuff in the tire to actually help it grip. So because it is a harder rubber. So, oh, yeah, and, it's kind of an illusion you would think it would have better grip in the right. dry because in there's theory. no there's no tread. But,
1: and yeah, Theor- theoretically you would be kind of correct, but in in that in practical like real-world terms, not really.
4: Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great
1: questions. <laughs> we will do that research and we'll have that information for you guys next week. All right, that's cool. much. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, bye. Good night. Yeah. All right, we're gonna talk to Ardell. Let's see if we can Oh wait, no, wait, should we take a break first? Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll take a break, Ardell. Hold on, we'll be right back and we'll take your call 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. And we'll be right back and we'll talk to Ardell.
0: And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair.
1: And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here on 830 AM WEU. We are from King's Auto Repair, and we are idle talk, talking about cars. So, Ardell. Hi, Ardell. Hi, Ashley and Tom. How my are you? Sun came
5: out here. Sun came out about an hour ago. Yeah. yeah. Getting ready to set.
1: Good yeah. stuff. Yeah.
5: In my day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I hate jury days. Anyway. Uh I would just want to tell you, my friend, I mean, my uh, sister has a friend that lives in Colorado. and mm. mm-hmm. She said you do not have to get uh, yearly car inspections there. Yes. to you ever hear that?
1: There's yes. a lot of states where you don't have to get your car yeah, inspected. Yeah, is. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. You know? To us, it's crazy because we're, like, so yeah, used to it. it was it's just, nice. yeah, um, different states have different, um, different. requirements, so... I know, for example, we're friends with a shop in Maryland, mm-hmm. and in order, they only need an inspection on the car when the car is sold.
2: Yeah. So... Whoever, whoever buys it, or if you bring a car into that state, it gets an inspection when it comes in, or it's sold the first time.
1: And then that's it. so oh, It's almost like getting... A- search the title to get a house. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like, but yeah there's, yeah. No other, there, yeah, there's no other there's no other requirements. So, which I think well, is is just like what
2: what's, what's crazy though is when you drive through these states that don't have that kind of stuff, you see more accidents and you see more yeah. cars alongside the road.
1: And you see a lot um, of crazy cars too, like no doors, hood missing, bumpers missing. Oh. Which is not legal.
2: Or like the the truck we saw, saw down in Tennessee one time. It looked like somebody rolled it over five or six times and <laughs> right. it had a piece of plywood in the back where the back window would be that just said no brakes on it.
1: I don't and, remember that. And
2: I was like, oh my god!" Maybe gosh. I was
1: driving and just not trying to pay attention to the, everything else yeah, that was mm-hmm. happening. I was
2: like, stay away from that guy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Whatever way he goes, you go the opposite way. Yeah,
5: I thank- <laughs> But it's funny, now she's going to move back to uh, Pennsylvania and she has a car, so she's going to have it shipped. And you have to do all kinds of things, I think, to it to, uh, I guess they put it on one of those trailers like they do with the new cars. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is that what they do? That? And you have to certain things in or not in. I don't know my um, sister's time, but I forgot what she said.
1: Well, I don't know that they have to do to ship it. It depends
2: how they're shipping it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I. They probably like, would do, uh, they trailers. could probably do it by rail. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. by truck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but probably by but, truck. Yeah. But I know in yeah. order to get her a Pennsylvania license plate, mm-hmm. she would have to get it inspected. She'd have to get the title changed over to the current state that she's moving to Pennsylvania, New Jersey, wherever. And mm-hmm. then in Pennsylvania, you have 10 days from the day that your license plate mm-hmm. is issued to get a Pennsylvania state inspection on the car and yep. then get oh, the I stickers see. on the front on the windshield. So yeah. <laughs> there may be some things that she would have to do in terms of getting it up to, like, mm-hmm. accurate safety requirements mm-hmm. for the state. But in terms of shipping, I don't think she has to do anything I've, crazy. I'm, I've worked i worked on the, it.
5: Yeah, but that costs a pretty penny to have that shipped over.
1: <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I yeah. have no idea.
5: I can imagine yeah. that. I mean, uh, yeah, she has a lot to do. Well, yeah. when,
1: wow!
5: You move from one state to another. I don't want to do that.
1: It's crazy. Oh. Yeah, I well, mean, you have to be dedicated.
5: Yeah. Well, when we, uh, my husband got uh, transferred to Japan, so when we had to come home back to Reading, so we've got one of those little um, uh, trails, you know, attached to attach to. What do they call it, rental trailers. You put in the back of your car.
1: Uh huh. The u got So
5: many hassle. Host- yeah, U-Haul. Yeah. So. If they were there a year and a half at his Marine Corps base, you don't realize how much you collect then. So oh, then yeah. he got one of those and then traded, uh, took it in when it got to ready. Yeah, you
1: don't realize yeah. how much stuff you collect in a I year know. and oh. a
5: <laughs> Oh, my God. How about when you're married 57 years? Oh, my God, I have so much stuff.
1: <laughs> I know. My parents have been married for 50, 52 years, and they've been in the mm-hmm. same house for like 40, 45
5: yeah, of them. Yeah, I'm here almost 50 years. So much stuff. So <laughs> much yeah. stuff, Ardell.
1: I have no you idea. you go to
5: these the shops, you know, all these stores. And I say, oh, I have that. I have this in my house. I have that
1: Yeah, house. it's like... I, don't,
5: I have to get rid of it. yeah so like,
1: don't buy another one. You already have one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, oh my
5: God. I'm telling you. Well, that's it. <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Ardell. Thank you so much. Sure. Have a good night. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: thank you. Bye. Yeah.
1: Bye-bye. Yeah, we don't realize how... I mean, Pennsylvania is pretty strict, pretty stringent. with. Yeah.
2: Well, and like I said, uh, you don't see a lot of cars broken down alongside the road in Pennsylvania. At least <laughs> one's not with legitimate inspection stickers on them because yeah. there are places out there that will just you, you drive up and they say, oh, is everything good? And you say yes, and they put stickers on it. Um, which is not really what we advocate are, at yeah, all. We don't really advocate that, you know, we actually look at the cars. We make sure they're safe because, you know, we don't know who else is out on the road. Exactly. We have to assume everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, but we can only control what we do. Right. Yeah. So, and my guys look at stuff and they're like, I, if something's rusty to out on the car and, you, you, know, And you happen to be in an accident with it, and it's rusted, and it doesn't, um, like a lot of these cars now are actually built to, uh, when they're in an accident, crumple a certain way right. to dissipate the, the energy from the impact around and, you.
1: And protect the occupants.
2: Yeah, and protect the people inside. And if that doesn't happen correctly, because some piece of it's rusted out, you can actually get severely hurt from that Mm -hmm. so and that's what a lot of people don't think about they're like oh it still drives it still does this it still does that well you don't know about the guy that's going to hit you what's going to happen right and that's more of how i think when i look at something it's some you know if you got in an accident you know and and it was and there was something rotted out and it could, uh, the other car would have a, more of a chance of hitting you. I'm going to say about that, mm-hmm. uh, about fixing that, mm-hmm. because when it comes down to it, that's your safety, and that could be the difference between you walking away from that accident and you not walking away,
1: or being severely injured. And and that's kind of the other thing with state inspection is, you know. People are like, well, I don't understand why I need to do X, Y, and Z. For why do my windshield washers have to work? Well, because they can. They have to clear the debris off of your windshield. Because everyone knows that if you drive in the winter time and you go to mm. clear, and there's the salt spray that comes up, that can inhibit your vision. Mm-hmm. So you have to. It's just certain little. Is it a safety item? Is it a safety item for you, or is it a safety item for someone on the road with you? and that mm-hmm. is what has to get fixed for state inspection. So it's yeah. all about safety for you and the individuals next to you yeah. when you're on the road. So yeah. All right. Well, that was fast. Yeah. Here we here we are at the end of the show. Thank you so yep. so so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching if you're on Facebook. Yep. Be nice to each other out there. Wear your seatbelt, please, please. And thank you. And good night.